You know who this is. Welcome to the Pure Individual Podcast. Welcome back, Jesse. It's a it's an honor, Brayton, as always. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I'm glad to glad to have you back. We've got, of course, plenty of of topics that we weren't able to wrap up last time. But I, I wanted to, and we were talking about. A few weeks ago, we were talking about the, you know, this 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 kind of trauma culture that has more or less infiltrated uh, human design circles, or you know, the quote unquote community. Um, yeah, like this fixation on being trauma informed, specifically. I think we were talking about. Yeah. And like the integrity of being a healer, a quote like quote unquote healer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's, of course, there's a lot that's alarming about that. Something in particular that's alarming is in primary health systems, Rob particularly said not to portray anything about human design in, in the sense of healing, because that's not what's happening. The frequency of the personality in the design crystal is becoming corrected and it's it's losing its distortion that's what's happening nobody's actually healing anybody and right. you know to be quote unquote you know to be trauma-informed there's actually there there's actually guidelines to to in order to say you're trauma-informed you have to actually abide by uh, certain guidelines that have been laid out and so for somebody to say that without abiding by those guidelines or having that training is, uh, from my view, the way I see things is, is somewhat predatory. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And see, the problem that I run into with all of this is, you know, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with offering modalities and services, you know, especially when everybody's operating under their authority. But where I take, uh, you know, where my alarm bells go off is anytime there's a service being peddled as you need this service in order to connect to your authority. Like you're not good enough until you have this specific thing. Um, and that's where it gets really dicey for me because that's just to me a very automatic way for someone to give their authority away to somebody else. And as far as I can see from everything that I've read and studied in the source materials, there's no place ever where raw ever makes any stipulations about needing to do anything before you have access to your strategy and authority right it's like of course our strategy and authority like our ability to connect with our authority develops over time you know like you and i were just talking about splenic authority and how i've like fine-tuned that over the course of my process but yeah, I just, that language specifically, it just really, it's, it really makes me uneasy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the th thing for me too, is I don't, I don't have any problem with, you know, I mean, yeah, and, and I'm somebody that is, that is a strictly source-based professional, right? I am as strictly sources as, a, as it gets. Yeah. I don't have any yeah, I, I don't see any problem with somebody that has mastered 
another system, you know, utilizing that system, you know, with their client. It's it's when it's when it's perpetuated that you know that that modality or that system is required because that's simply mm-hmm. not true. That's a lie. That's just right. it's simply not true. And yeah. it's, 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 it's definitely not true. I mean, there was not, and it's not only that it's not in source material from, from raw, but I've never heard, um, you know, any, any of our predecessors that stuck with source material talk about that. You know, mm-hmm. I can't speak for the other ones, uh, but for, you know, and I can speak for anybody. But to the best of my knowledge, you know, none of our predecessors that you know stayed with source material and didn't branch off have perpetuated anything, any, anything like that. And a lot of them are astrologers and doctors, and or worked in you know corporate and. Um, coaching you know a lot of them were you know, they already had their professions when they went into design right and and so it's there's just nothing about it that i can see being ethical and mm-hmm. for the way that it, the way that it looks to me as you know as the need motivation probability view projector uh, is that it is something that is utilized to bring in you know, beings that you know, may have trauma or may you know be more vulnerable at the time, uh, and you know to you know, either to to get business or to you know to obtain something. But there there is some sort of uh, of there's some sort of seduction or some there's there's something that's behind it that's not that that has a has a very lurky frequency <laughs> right yeah yeah and there's this emphasis too on getting into the body i think you and i also talked about this um and yeah i mean of course there is an element to design that is you know what it is it's ultimately about form principle right um but also there's never a point at which we are not in our bodies so the question there becomes why is it that we can't what what is it that's distracting us from being able to discern our own authority and that's the not self Mm -hmm. and you know i'm a physical therapist so like i'm all about the body (laughs) right but the only thing that's really helped me discern my own authority when in those moments when I was unsure and when I was refining it was becoming aware of my not self and the mechanics of that and how that works. Yeah. It's that's the thing is that it takes, it takes longer to refine the the distortion of the personality. Right. And that that's where a lot of my, that's where a lot of of my work comes in is, is, is with the personality for, for various reasons. Uh, and it's that's the thing is that the note really it's interesting because really very few people as as a whole as a species are actually quote unquote comfortable in their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know from 
from from design that we're comfortable in our body when we're correct because if we're not correct through our strategy and authority the personality crystal is just being held in place and held hostage very much by the monopole and the design crystal because our personality crystals don't want to be in these forms they're just sucked in right. right and so in order to be comfortable in 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 our body on a on a on a level that is beyond just you know mental fuckery you, you kind of have to be in your strategy and authority and so you know it's a it puts you know that, that's something that, that gets put into question for me also you know a lot of the time you know one of the you know something that is not felt heavily is the sacral response now not feeling a sacral response doesn't mean that somebody's not in their body that means that they need to have their sacral response calibrated that, that doesn't have anything to do with the the monopole or the or, or or the personality crystal or the design crystal that's just that's a sacral response and in my experience i can calibrate a sacral response in a half hour to an hour with the, with wow, my clients yeah. I've, I've calibrated sacrals in a half hour to an hour in a sacral session and then they're in their sacral response so for me it's almost like huh, if that's if that's the overlying theme as far you know as far as if, if we're speaking about sacral beings if that's the overlying theme that means that there's a half hour to an hour with the projector to calibrate that not going to a not self outer authority that's the other thing that's alarming is is implying or, or referring somebody to a not self outer authority to resolve something uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. I don't really know where I want to go from there. Yeah, that's I mean the that very much does 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 nail a lot of it because it's it's just it's very apparent through source material it's very apparent through the actual human design system you know there's there's things that we learn especially as, as projectors we master systems and we master multiple systems before human design many of us i had mastered multiple systems you had mastered multiple systems uh, almost every almost any projector that i know that's hit their saturn return has mastered at least one system and so when it comes to human design that's very much our ends up being kind of one of the themes for us and when you master a system you're there to master the system not to dabble in it or to take pieces of it and adapt it to what your mind thinks at least in my experience the projectors that, that actually you know the that are mastering uh, the human design system and you know, those that have been in human design for you know 20 years our predecessors for instance uh, very very few people that have, that are deeply into design and, and knowledgeable beyond the surface level you know, that are knowledgeable uh, at, a, at a personality level or, or design crystal level and try to add anything or try to put in what they're 
personal, maybe mental opinion is, right? Because, because an opinion is, is, not, is not outer authority. An opinion is an opinion. And for the ninth center being, an opinion actually is pointless and useless. For the ninth center being, you know, the, the seventh center being invented the argument. You know, the moment that somebody tries to argue with me, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, this was supposed to end in 1781. You know, it's like, well, this is this is this is not a, this is not what we do anymore. You know, maybe discussion, right? But uh, yeah, that's 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 largely what I see. And now I do know that there there are very very knowledgeable professionals in design that that's been their thing. You know, that they disagree with source material and according you know if they're operating according to their authority and they're doing their thing and and that's that's them that's correct for them uh, just like it's it's correct for me to be a strictly source-based professional that's correct for me so i'm, I'm not I by no means um you know i have no intention of, of of putting that down or or demonizing it i simply as somebody with a commitment to higher principles i, I have a a deep concern for the effect that that can have on the other because the moment that we're working in design at the level that we do we're talking about somebody's life mm-hmm. and their health and their well-being physically and mentally uh, and beyond that you know when you know what we are is dark matter what we actually are is dark matter, and we're, we're we're talking to it. We're talking about at that level too, if we're looking at color. So we're looking at color and tone. So it's we're deeply, deeply affecting the other's life. It's not something to be trifled with, and so that's where my concern comes in. Heavily. I feel like that's what a lot of people misunderstand about you is your deep commitment to ethical behavior. And that when you call things out, you're not attacking somebody's character. You're pointing out a behavior that's concerning. And a lot of people, they can't discern between those two things, which is also concerning, Um, especially in a space where people are doing or trying to do human design as their profession, right? Because in other professions, it's quite established that there are checks and balances and that people correct each other. But when you get into the business of human design, there's like this, um, I guess it gets extra sticky because there is a personal experiment process that people are trying to share. But then there's also very, very clear laid out mechanics that Ra was very intentional about when he, you know, universalized all this and when he laid a foundation. And so, yeah, just (laughs) having that openness to like examining, okay, where is my behavior like harming somebody else in their ability to connect to their own authority? Um, Yeah, it's, it's just, it's very interesting. It's, that's, you know, the thing about, you know, the, the whole thing about me is that I, I live out my mechanics and living out my mechanics is, is rather drastic. 
and it is rather extreme and it is it is very absolute in in the sense that it is very binary you know okay. I, I am one of those people that it's a dna rna right i'm one of those people that is light and dark but i'm not one of, I'm, not, I'm not somebody that is one is better than the other that's the thing right i'm very much a dualist not entirely but i very much am a dualist and so i and you know that it's, it's still about principles and it's, it's interesting for me I'm, you know, I'm a very different being from, from Ra, but we both were are, are 20.6 and both have the channel of awakening, but he's a 10.1 and I'm a 10.5. And if you, li- if you listen to, to that definition come out, that, that, line is, that line is all about wisdom and it's all about principles. It's, mm-hmm. it's the line that's about principles that's in that channel. And so, yeah, yeah and, and it's, it's about utilizing principles in order to benefit society quite literally and so that that's going to come through and it, and and it comes through in the sense of not you know it's, it's like self-empowerment that also benefits society through principles of wisdom and so the very much can it very much can come off in a in a way that is is quite is as extra heretical uh, yeah and it's, it's it's you know it's it's extra heretical uh, but it, that's the thing about being heretical is that it only it only hits people negatively when they aren't aware. You know, if, if people are aware of of the other, it doesn't hit somebody negatively. Yeah, it's like uh, I have a friend who's. A guilt motivation projector and I was just telling her the other day you know like your frequency only makes people feel guilty if there's something to feel guilty about mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> totally totally and it's that's the thing is you know and I, and I know as a as a two four you know two fours and two fours and five ones we're we're the because we're not two fives or five twos you know we're not transitional profiles we really get the 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 negative the negative or positive projections right and yeah and it's 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 all a matter of if somebody can see or not uh raw raw said that you can't see a second line if if you have a negative projection on a second line you can't see the second line because they have gifts you know we have gifts and and if you can't see our gifts then you can't see us which means you can't see us that's the negative uh, projection and so when you know for me as an emoting projector as 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 a projector that has the configuration that I have the provocation right the provocation of spirit is truly provocation of spirit that's what's happening is it's, it's not it's not provocation as in you know getting somebody to right uh, getting somebody to react uh, as you know, being around emoting yourself, it is provocation of the personality crystal. It is uh, provocation of who that person actually is. And when people, you know, people snitch on themselves <laughs> when it comes to emoting, they they tell on themselves. They they tell on themselves their uh, the things. Oh, I know that them. movie well. As an <laughs> having a, an emoting mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so it, it is definitely 
something that I'm okay with. You know, it's it's something I'm okay with because I know that I know that that's the movie. I know yeah. that, I know that being a pure individual, I know that the movie is opposition. You know, you, you you're born, you come into the world as as a pure individual, and it's basically like, okay, I'm here to fuck shit up. I mean, because that's what it is. Because if the world is going to rage against you, if you unless you conform, unless you conform and you give up everything that you are, then the the world is going to to try and, and and destroy you really as as a pure individual and i've watched it with my mom and my brother are both pure individuals and they're the other types one's a generator one's a one's a manifester and i've watched that with them and then in my process so you know that's not the end all say all but i very much have a proof of of concept that uh, the opposition is always there for the pure individual so i'm okay with I really am okay with the opposition. That really just tells me that I'm doing my job. <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. more opposition that I get. Is the opposition necessary for mutation? And what, do I, what I mean by that is like, in order for you to mutate somebody, do they need to oppose you first? And like, is there, is a friction necessary, I guess? Or can you just mutate someone who just kind of accepts you right away for who you are? The opposition isn't, isn't, it's not, is not necessary. In my experience, the, the, it's interesting because it's like the opposition does create a certain type of bond between that, me and that person. If we, if we become close, sure. uh, it does, it does create something that's, that, that's there. Now, pure individuals, that doesn't really ever happen for some reason, you know, we're, we have a good sense of who we are and we can, in a crowd, we can tell who's who. Mm-hmm. we're pretty much just naturally allies in that sense but the beings that are collective or tribal that have, you know at some point have have not you know not liked me or you know had a distaste for me so on and so forth when eventually when they get infected by the mutation they yeah. end up being some of the, the the people that are closest to me so it's not it's not something that has to happen but there is definitely a there is some differentiation in those in those relationships definitely there's also yeah. just the i mean as a as an alpha projector as an 8-1 projector just my voice can mutate somebody and as an emoting projector just my aura can mutate somebody without me doing anything consciously right so it's like what did dave call me a a mutative freak of nature (laughs) you know and it's not like i mean i'm just i'm just just brayton i'm just watching the brayton movie i'm just watching myself say whatever i say and i got my own internal dialogue and then these things happen but now i think because at one point yeah you totally had an aversion to me at one point yeah i never disliked you you know but like you definitely called me out on some things and it wasn't comfortable you know, but I feel like we were always respectful of each other. You know, that was the difference, like respect, recognizing yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. And it really didn't take, it, yeah, I guess it really didn't take very long for me to notice that what I had been doing wasn't working for me. Right. And that what you were saying made sense or got through to me in a logical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the, I think <laughs> one of the cosmic jokes of 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 my design and also Ra's design is that we're having a 61, 62 brain system because it's yeah we have we have the type of brains that have the detail uh, and can name the, the the details of the Maya and and understand and deconstruct the the logic of the Maya and yet we also have this inner knowing occult knowledge uh, part of our, our we have occult knowledge bodies that's just this inner knowing and you know, pure individual knowing and so that's one of the funny things for me is that I just have a knowing process I know I don't know I don't know I don't know but I can also very much I have the plasticity to be logical yeah. and to to convey that which which I like because that's part of me right that's it's very much yeah for sure it, it really speaks to my you know my 17 yeah, yeah. my 17 six specifically yeah it's an it, it's a trip and then like for me conversely you know I'm I'm deeply logical. That's my only life force is in logic. Hmm. But I also am a sec very much a second color being. Yeah. You know, so there is this deep uh, spiritualism that mm -hmm. resides in me. You yeah. know, this, this, uh, just this feeling that there are greater forces at work. Yeah, and they're part of who I am. Yeah, there's, uh, there's inexplicable forces come through second line and second color that's where inexplicable forces come through and i mean that's a it's a process that, that the pure individuals know very well <laughs> but anybody that i mean yeah. that's part of the essence of, of hope motivation because i mean you know, when somebody's correct in hope motivation it's like how the, how the fuck did that happen the, there, there was nothing, you know, it's like, it's waiting by the river for your enemies to float by dead. But sometimes it happens. Some, somehow it happens. You know, these things happen with hope motivation because it is inherently spiritual, just like the second line, every, every second line, even, even the ones that are as pragmatic and practical as I am with all this fifth color stuff <laughs> are still, yep. still this second, there's still this spiritual undertone to the incarnation. Oh, yeah. I mean, people who are like, the people in my life who are closest to me, they are just frequently in shock of how things just work out for me with seemingly no effort on my part or no mental dis, you know, mm -hmm. no mental unrest. It just it just comes and it goes. You know, my my former partner, who's also a quad right, pure individual projector also happens to be hope motivation. You know, he, he, it took him, he knew he was going to med medical school, mm -hmm. you know, and he applied, didn't get in, applied, didn't get in, did a master's program, applied, didn't get in. And he was just waiting, you know, and then he happened to volunteer in an event. He bumped into third line body, bumped into the dean of a medical school. She fell in love with him. She gave him like a written formal invitation, like handwritten invitation to yeah. come to medical school. <laughs> wow. No, like that's hope motivation. Yeah, there's I've I've seen I've seen it so much with with my clients that have mo hope motivation once they're in it, right? Mm -hmm. So many of us operate out of transference, and 
until we don't, right? And and when they get into it, <clears throat> and it's funny because the same thing with with guilt motivation people, right? They go from like this 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 you know this this pointless hope you know hopefulness to being fixers, and all of a sudden all these things get fixed, right? It's, yep. it's a, amazing how that works. And it's the yeah, I mean it's 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 that opposite for for hope motivation is it it it's really fast hope motivation is very fascinating in that when somebody's in it it almost puts this barrier this wall around uh around them you know it's it's somebody that's in their hope motivation you can say anything you want to them and just doesn't it just bounces off you know <laughs> somebody's hope motivation and they have whatever their, their spiritual beliefs are and you tell them whatever heretical <laughs> you know or disrespectful you know or, or absurd thing to them and they're, if they're in hope mm-hmm. motivation, it's just going to bounce off then you know nothing's going to kind of penetrate that i guess it's this it's like a second line barrier almost it's, it has this this resonance with yeah or when they try to like throw paranoia at me, I'm like, no, that's not, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 me with my fourth color, with my need motivation is the moment that that that's, that there's fear, that somebody mm-hmm. is like, trying to broadcast fear. What you know, regardless of of what their motivation or their profile is, the moment that somebody's trying to throw fear at me, I'm like, this is just so unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is this is this is so unnecessary. Uh, and interestingly enough, my mom is, uh, she has fear motivation. And, and so I actually grew up around around, around in that frequency. So, and I do know what it, what it is when it's correct. And when there's like some, you know, other distortion from somewhere else. And I think that's one of the more fascinating things to me about being fourth color is because I can transfer to any motivation it's it's but it's, it, it is interesting that when you are fourth color yes you can transfer to any any motivation but it's not as distorted as the transference of the other motivations and i you know in 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 rave psychology oh, yeah. talks about how he talks about how fourth lines with with need motivation the resonance gives us the ability to understand other people's motivations and so for, and for me as somebody that works with rape psychology constantly with clients i was like oh shit no wonder i understand all of this yeah my second line personality yeah. is gift for this is oh I, I literally like i understand other motivations from from you know this minimal transferring to to the the, you know, the, the distortion of them and yeah, it's something that's fascinating to me because I can very much be in somebody's aura that has my trend, you know, has, has, has fear motivation and it can be less distorted that, you know, and, and, and it can, it can feel like it can feel more comfortable than being in somebody else's, even though theirs is not my direct transference because I can go to those, those other motivations you know flavors of those other motivations and it really for because it it transfers so much i think that fourth color beings when when they're really in it we we learn transference like on on such a deep level because it can happen so quickly and it can happen and you know you can come right out of it i mean i've i have i've been around 
have been around friends and colleagues and transferred and said, oh, here we go. And then 15 minutes later, I'm out of it. 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. long, not long at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, I'm, I'm out of it. And it's known, you know, that, that the fourth color just, it's always, because it's the second foundation, it's the transition, it's the second foundation. So it always is in flux and it doesn't happen very often anymore with how deep I'm, I'm in my process. It stopped happening uh, at a very obvious rate. I think about just over over a year ago, over, mm-hmm. over a year ago, and it stopped having it at, at an obvious rate. Uh, I mean, it's it's obvious when it happens, but it's not a it's not something that you know something that that there was things that that could activate it very quickly. I mean, we know that transference and distraction happen heavily through our undefined centers. And, oh, absolutely. You know, my, my undefined spleen before my undefined spleen became as polished as it is now. Oh, shit. That was it. That was it. That, that was, I know that that is exactly where my transference came from. That, I mean, that's where it would come from. Um, yeah, colors, colors are interesting, but I do, I do love being a, a fourth color being because I, it's given me yeah, it's, it's given me the gift as somebody that that really just relies on gifts. You know, I'm a I'm a two four. All I have is gifts. I don't have any <laughs> any ways to learn anything that I'm not gifted at. And it's it's given me a gift for for rave psychology. So I am I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. I can't say the same for myself that I bounce out of my transference quickly, but I do like similar to you. I feel like it's it happens a lot less than it used to happen. Um, my understanding is that we we get pulled into distraction before we go into transference, right? So like, I notice myself getting distracted still quite easily, but it very rarely like full blown goes into transference. Mm-hmm. Like I remember you telling me with like guilt, like transferring to guilt specifically, it's like, I was going to feel like my nervous system is on fire and that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. As nervous as it's, and this is kind of, I mean, it's, it's pure individual knowing, but it's very much the, I think the experience of understanding what those other flavors are like. And I can tell you that I, I can't think to a point where I can remember like, Oh, this is what this felt like. Yeah. Because it's such a brief thing that happens mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen often and it's such a brief thing that happens, but somehow, somehow, you know, my, my personality crystal, you know, that that's there, that understanding is there uh, of kind of how it can feel in somebody's body. Like people that are, that are guilt motivation, they get floaty. They totally will get floaty in this, like, Oh, like, you know, this, this, you know, this idiotic hope that is just very floaty and it's, it's, it's apparent to me when when they're like that i'm like stop you know what i mean that's just just, you know stop so there is there is uh i've gained an interesting understanding of of color on the personality side that in a sense a lot of it i I, you know i I didn't learn from rave psychology it's 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 through my lived experience it's been confirmed but i didn't learn it through there um to the practical application part yeah, it, I mean, it, it is. It's so trippy because, like, 
when you're in your transference, you don't, you can't see the binary. So like someone who's transferred from guilt to hope, they don't see the binary of what doesn't have hope. They only see hope, (laughs) you know, whereas like me as a true hope person, I'm always seeing what's hopeful and what's not. And then on the other spectrum, when I'm in transference, I don't see what doesn't need to be fixed. I just see everything's broken and it needs to be fixed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So no wonder I feel like I'm on fire. Yeah. World on fire. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's so apparent to me is when I, when I do transfer to fear, I mean, that's the, that's the kicker The when you're, when you're fourth color and you go to the other, the other motivations, it's, you're not going to that actual motivation. It's a distortion of it, but it's not the same as when I go to fear. And yeah, at the same time, if I transfer to fear, it's not as distorted as if somebody's another motivation and they, you know, somebody's innocence and they transfer to desire or vice versa, that is very distorting. And, and you know, it's, it's more distorting than when I go to fear because of the nature of the fourth color. But when I go to the fourth color, I mean, I'm somebody that fear is not really a thing for me, right? Like I, I, I've lived a, a fucking gnarly life and I'm, I'm, the, I'm the type of person that gets excited when I get shot at because then I get to return fire. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a special case and I'm a real, a real piece of work. So when I transfer it's to fear, <laughs> you know, this is, what'd you say? <laughs> I said you're dangerous. I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, I, I, to terrorists, I'm definitely dangerous. You know, terrorists, human traffickers, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. You know, civilians, they, they might just, might just. I'm might just not, messing because I know that's uh, like a really common projection. It's a really common projection. Like, civilians, I might just be half African. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, that, well, that's actually yeah. probably, but, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, jihadists and, and, and human traffickers and stuff, they've had to deal with me. They've even had a bounty on me at one point. So I know that, that I'm dangerous to them you know, for a fact, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a piece of work. It's. <laughs> I just, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, fear is not really my thing at all. Emotional fear is. Okay, I do, I do, right. have to, you know, the maybe, maybe that's why I'm not intimidated by you because I a grew up with a mom who's also an emoting projector, and b grew up with a, a dad who's a Navy SEAL. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. See, not you, intimidated. You know that. You know that those of us that aren't regular military. We, we we don't necessarily you, you probably you know when we don't want to, oh this is a this is a, a uh, this is a little bit of a, a risque thing to say but we're, we don't necessarily get along with regular military and we're definitely nothing like regular military we're our own special cases right and and so and you know that in the context of civilians it's a, you're a civilian it's like it's like there's right. not even we don't even you know we, we wouldn't even think uh, you know, there was any, you know, we, we, we don't even think that like, oh, we're dangerous, right? Even though the work that we've done is, is not normal military work, right? It's, it's right. Uh, it is very different because my, well, my stepdad was the Navy SEAL. My dad was also in the military, but he was a Marine helicopter pilot. Very, very different experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, my stepdad doesn't like to talk about anything that happened. He's very like, I had a job. I got in and I got out. 
And that's it. And that's all you need to know. And my dad is very proud, you know, yeah. very proud of his service and everything. It's just two very different. It's a different mentality. Yeah. I mean, the mentality is yeah. entirely different. You know, I'll talk about my, I'll talk about my experiences. But when I do talk about my experiences, it's because I, the context of, of what I did was, was not in a, a power struggle context of a nation, right? It was a power struggle context of a people and, and uh, you know, to end a genocide. So higher principles. Much, yeah, higher principles. So it's, you know, it's different in that yeah. sense. And it's never really not about blind patriotism. <laughs> exactly. It's never really about me. It's, you know, it's like the, the, those, those, you know, my brothers and sisters that, that I, Know, that I learned with, that I fought with, that, you know, they're remarkable. You know, it's it's more of an admiration right. thing. Uh, it's definitely not a nationalist blind, blind patriotism thing, right? Uh, That's going to melt so fast after 2027. <laughs> People are not going to know what to do. I know, I know. And see, it, when, for, for us, it was always funny because we were in an internationalist unit. We were an internationalist yeah. contractor unit. So we had we had everybody and majority of my unit was 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 Rangers, whether they were Rangers, a lot of Spanish Rangers and Spanish Rangers train with US Rangers there. They have, you know, they, they, they're at sometimes out of each other's bases. Uh, and, you know, the, the Spanish Rangers were, were some of them were very nationalist is hilarious and not some of them weren't but because we were an internationalist unit. Uh, you know, we're internationalists. So it's, it's not yeah. about like a country, like we're, we're, we are literally in the Middle East in, in the, in multiple different countries. Right. And, and, and fighting and, and fighting for something that has nothing to do with our own ethnicity or our own nationality or so it's just right. very, very different. And, you know, that was before my knowledge of design and then I had and then I get the knowledge of design and I'm like, oh, all this shit was breaking down anyways. No wonder, you know, yeah, what I mean? like, <laughs> oh, yeah like as a collective person, nationalism, just it's never made any sense to me. It's just it's just too tribal for me to comprehend. Mm. Like I was watching the other day and her name is escaping me. But like in the 90s, you know, there was that American gymnast who in the Olympics, she sprained her ankle, but then they made her do the vault. Cause they needed, they needed her to do it one more time for the, for the U S even have a chance of meddling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she ended up doing it. They ended up getting the gold and she was seen as this hero. Right. But it's like, she had lifelong consequences mm-hmm. of doing that on her already fucked up ankle. Like yeah. it's affected, it's affected her ankle, like for her, the rest of her life. Right. And so then she came mm-hmm. out and when Simone Biles pulled out of the Olympics for mental health reasons, uh, this particular woman, she like, came out and you know in, was in encouragement empowering Simone right. for doing that for making that decision because she felt like she didn't have the choice you know when she was in the situation where she had, had to like basically choose herself and it's like so fascinating to me to watch people be like oh she's such a hero and I'm like for what though like yeah. for patriotism like but what usefulness does that serve right Right. You know, it's like just to say that you felt unified because you won a gold medal, but then like right. there were no problems that were solved, that there were no practical solutions that came out of that. It's just, it's like, it's just so strange. And uh, yeah, this is something I'm very passionate about, you know, being a physical therapist and knowing about what's to come and the shift. 
you know, when the cross of planning drops, a lot of things that people think they care about, they're not <laughs> going to care about anymore. You know, and a lot of yeah. our sports and our athleticism has come out of the cross of planning, being on a team, looking aesthetically pleasing, um, yeah, just being entertaining and, and visually stimulating for the collective, but at the expense of the individual, like people really fucking up their bodies by doing a lot yeah. of these things, you know? So totally. yeah, just watching the movie. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, gosh, man, sometimes I just, I forget, I forget that I've lived the life that I've lived. I've lived, I've lived quite a life. And, and when I look, when I look back at, when I look back at my time, and in the Middle East, and when I look at that, it's interesting for me, you know, I was an internationalist unit and that internationalist unit, everybody had their own, you know, their own things, their own beliefs. But we, what we did know is that, that Daesh, uh, ISIS and, and multiple other, other groups needed to be eliminated. And yeah, I knew according to my own principles that they didn't deserve to live in my my world. It's not allowed in my world, in my Maya. Uh, the people like that cannot exist in my Maya. Uh, Makes sense. It, and at the same, you know, at the same time, being an internationalist, you know, I mean, we're speaking Kurdish. And if somebody asked me, who I, you know, what, what I am, I'm Kurdish. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's because yep. we are in an internationalist unit. And, and so the, the logistics of what we're doing and the way that the politics work with our countries and with the Kurds and all of that is very complex politically. And for me, it's, to, I've, I'm, you know, the Kurds adopted me. I'm, I am Kurdish according to the Kurdish people. I, they, I, even even uh, like legally uh, they they adopted me i have a kurdish name and i'm still american though i it, it's it's really funny that that is something that's inherent in me even though you know, this overall you know humanity and and internationalism is is in me which is also interesting being a pure individual but i it's, it, it really is. I think it, the the love of, I think part of it is my fifty eight point one. The love of life. I, that I love being informed, and I love humans. And uh, this, I'm also very much a Utahn. That's always been my thing. Is at, at the end of the day, I'm a Utahn. Like, yeah, I'm an American, but at the end of the day, I'm a Utahn because I refuse to, to move from Utah. I refuse to, you know, very much. And that's that's the culture I grew up in because Utah, we Utahns went to war against the Union at one point in time, and my ancestors were a part of that. So that's also like some conditioning that's perpetual, you know, that I that I've absorbed. And so it's interesting to me that it's been I, I, that I have both. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have both, right? I have these principles, and yet I'm very much an American. And I'm very much a Utahn. I will never renounce either of those. Like it, it just. I wouldn't renounce either of those to to save my life. I, I wouldn't because that goes against my principles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and yet the the work that I've that I've done for really for for humanity is is work that a lot of people that identify you know that that are like I'm an American uh, would think is just 
crazy. And they'd be like, well, why would you do that? Why would you do that for, for people that aren't your people? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? They're humans. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's funny that those things can exist juxtaposed, you know, and essentially, uh, yeah. never thought about that until now, actually. <laughs> Thanks for pulling that out of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, differentiation is what allows juxtaposition to even exist. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, sex position is, is so complex. Yeah. Can't really, it's, it's not like it can really be held in the mental plane. It just is what it is. That's when you, that's why when you try to learn about it, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Like try to explain to me how I'm going to be a channel of judgment projector but be hope motivation you know it's like that doesn't make sense initially until you just watch it play out and i'm like oh yeah. okay yeah i have the corrections but i don't have to be the one to actually fix it <laughs> yeah it's okay it's your 17 plugs into my 62 and then it's all coming out right so all- <laughs> yeah without fail yeah it's all it's all coming out and you don't without fail um one of the other things we were talking about recently was how like there was this resurgence of people talking about sleeping in aura sleeping out of aura and i was seeing this narrative kind of narrated over and over that like if you're a projector you need to just sleep in your own aura but and for other types you don't necessarily need to and then we were talking about how silly how silly that was because never has raw talked about like oh this type needs to yeah it's just it's everybody so that's one and then maybe you can clarify this for me as well because this has always confused me people talking about projectors need to sleep alone well okay well what about the dream rave though because then we like our our configurations change when we're asleep so then like what are they factoring in with that so it's it's you know some of us i am actually a splenic projector when i sleep what really so 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 i go to sleep as and i go to sleep and i'm splenic i wake up and i'm emotional (laughs) what a trip right uh, yeah, I, hard, I, I just have I just have the brainwave. I just have I just have the I just have the brainwave. So yeah, I have these gnarly like sometimes I have these these gnarly uh, like survival dreams. But because I am who I am, I am always like winning. There's like twenty people trying to kill me, and somehow like I just obliterate them like I'm Neo or some shit. It's kind of funny because I'll yeah. have like these dreams that are very like survival based, but whatever reason I'm not afraid I don't know it's 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 really weird because when I talk to splenic people sometimes they're like I just always have these fear dreams and then I I'm splenic when I sleep and I'm like oh I just kind of have these weird movies but it's it's uh a lot of it is it's the mixture of the conditioning because when you're sleeping the program is that's when we're helpless when we're sleeping that's when the program is is conditioning us the most deeply so when we add that in with the conditioning of somebody next to us that's when we're getting conditioned the most in in a sense probably i don't know this is where i get confused are we being conditioned by their wakeful design or their 
dream rave design if they're next to it to, to the to the best of my knowledge you know i'm not i'm not somebody that uh is trained in 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 dream rave to the, to the best of my knowledge the way that i see things through probability would be that the, there's the form mm-hmm. and you know the form is the form it's not like aura changes when you fall asleep that's the thing but okay. what the personality crystal and the design crystal experience right because the form doesn't oh, okay. change you don't necessarily okay. like your aura doesn't change the the the, the mag, you know the magnetic monopole and the design crystal that's the illusion of separateness that holds the entire thing together and so it's not like those change um and it's like we wake up become juxtaposed and you know so that is I, I i think that that would be a correct description of it uh, that makes more sense to me because Ra also talked about mammals don't know that they're asleep because they're always five centered so they're sleeping state of awareness is the same as their wakeful state of awareness and so he would talk about that and he's like he's like yeah i can tell my dog can't tell that he's asleep when i watch him sleep Mm -hmm. so that makes sense that it's more of our our experience of our awareness then it's not like our actual form principles changing right and i that's 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 what i that's what i think through my 61 62 brain system you know it's not a uh, I, I don't have confirmation of of that but as far as i understand mechanically that's the way that it would work uh dream rave is never never been my thing i've actually gotten a no from my authority on on dream rave that's the only thing oh, that, I, that i've okay. gotten a, that i've gotten a, a no on you know and cosmology you know and there's all of these other things you know that it, that i've deeply deeply absorbed you know, as a, as a professional that are that are out there like cosmology i mean you know <laughs> uh all, all the mystical things but for whatever reason I, I opened up dream rave one time and it was just a, my solar plexus cranked up and was like mm, nope and i was like okay well there's there's oh, that okay, okay. um yeah. yeah i mean i don't know why which is interesting because solar plexus eventually will give the answer as, as to why when you're tuned into it because there's a neural link but at least if you're in the tribal stream or you're in the or in you're in the, the individual stream but uh, yeah, so I'm not. I, I, I know the me. I know the mechanics theoretically of how it would work, but I, I don't know for sure. But that's a, it's a really good question. Um, it's a really good question. Being a generator when you sleep is very rare as well. Most uh, most everybody's a reflector when they sleep. Freaking sucks, dude. Especially so. You know, you're talking about how you have these dreams and you're doing all this, these gnarly things, and you're somehow not afraid. For me, it's it's the opposite because I lose my spleen when I sleep, but I become a five fifteen generator. And so, <laughs> not only, I mean, yeah. my sacral is just screwed in this life. Like me I have too. so many, I have so many conditioning receptors on my sacral. I have so many. So I have the most too. I have the most in my sacral. I have four gates on my sacral, and then I have four pointing at it. So. Oh yeah. I'm just. I'm going to school so hard and then, you know, and then I'm a generator when I'm asleep. So mm-hmm. falling asleep is, has always been a struggle. And then waking up, I generally feel really groggy. 
in the mornings, it's almost like I need to rest from being asleep because it's like working in my sleep. And then because I lose my spleen, not lose it, but because, you know, however you want to word that, uh, I do have really scary dreams and I am really afraid when I sleep. It's like sleep is not my safe place. Mm -hmm. Um, But interestingly, I think my mom is also a splenic projector when she's asleep. Oh, wow. And so when I was a kid, for the first three years of my life, I slept ne- right next to my mom. And then trying to get me to sleep in my own bed was a huge ordeal from what my mom tells me. Mm-hmm. I did not want to sleep. I was super scared to sleep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that is something that's interesting with, with kids. Uh, yeah. is when there's somebody and there's somebody that's splenic. Uh, and I mean, I've, I've, I've seen it in when the parent's emotional too, and the kid's under undefined, you know, there's, it's a different type of comfort than emotional definition. It's very different from, from the splenic. The splenic feels great. Oh, it's but like, it is. You know, but there is something I to totally it, right? What you're saying. Yep. Yeah, there is something to it. And I've, I've also, yeah, I've, I've, I've also heard that I, you know, I, I do, I do think that it is the most important for projectors. I do think that, uh, and, you know, I actually think that just based off the frequency that I heard when I heard Ross say, if you're a projector and you co-sleep quit human design right now. And I was like, fuck, whoa, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to anybody, but like, like for, I mean, he shocks, I provoke, like I, I get, the, I understand the shock, but the way that he said it was like, he, we, 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 he wasn't really joking. A lot of the things that he says he's joking, but he wasn't really joking when he said that. And it was, it was during the projector empowerment lectures in a room full of projectors. And, and, and I think he says, well, walk out the door. I don't, I don't remember, but he's like, quit, quit right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So if you think in the context also of responsibility, you know, I was talking to a colleague yesterday about how uh, just shifts in their work and shifts in my work of really circling back to 2027 and, and really I'm really circling back to projectors in a, in a, in a way of, of volume uh again and because the you know the mutative pressure is there and the the, the colleague i was speaking to is a peer individual as well and the, the mutative pressure is there and, and, and we can feel it and something that came into my mind was well you know all we can really do is say your your mission should you choose to accept it uh, is to guide the species and you know no big deal no pressure no, no pressure. It just happens in four years that you know, we're responsible for guiding all the generators. And there's, you know, not even a hundred thousand of us, you know, there's 1 billion of us that are alive, but you know, we were, we're, we're very small in numbers for, for actual projectors. And so in that context of, of waking up as yourself and, you know, not waking up ultra conditioned, you know, we can't do anything about the program, but not waking up ultra conditioned and, and having the responsibility of, of guiding. You know, it's interesting because that's, that's the job. And 
for a projector, once, once a projector is a projector and they got, and then, you know, guidance is that's the, that's the job. You can't not do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think about what it is to be, to be a, a like a, like I think about like retirement couldn't exist for me. Right. Like, cause that's the job. You can't like, what are you going to do as a projector? If you go too long without guiding, it's just like, what's the point in life? At least for me. I mean, I'm a little bit. Oh, I'm yeah. totally the same. It becomes this like deep pit of depression for me. If I'm not guiding and if I don't feel successful at it, there's no joy. <laughs> Yeah, it can get it can get it can it can get bad. So I think in that con- the context of responsibility, it is very important, and and it is it it is it is serious. You know the the other types there's not a responsibility. You know it's it's not not really there's not a responsibility to the other essentially, right? And so very true. And for us, it's all about. It's all about the other in order for us to fulfill what our purpose is. Um, it's not, it's about, uh, you know, symbiosis with, with the generator. And uh, that's the, we, we are the transpersonal cabal, the generator and the, and the projector. Uh, that's what, uh, that's what it's, I believe it's in the, in the, in the, in the manifesto, ma- ma- manifesto, manifesto, I believe that's what, what Ra refers us to is the transpersonal cabal. Cause he's talking about manifestors are outside of everything now. And the, you know, like we're ancient and it's, it's beautiful that we're ancient, but we don't have any place in, within the transpersonal cabal of the, of the, the projector and the generator. And, and so, and we very much are the transpersonal cabal in, in the sense that we have this symbiotic relationship and, and projectors, we are, we are new. We're the only type that's never been seven centered, you know, and, and, and so we're, our genetic material is, is, it's different in that sense, you know, that, so there's, I mean, granted, we can be very mind fucked and not, you know, we know, but you know, we, I, I I very rarely see the old themes. You know, I, I rarely very rarely see the the old seven centered themes come through projectors, and that's you know that's not to say anything you know bad about any any other type. It's just the continuity. Uh, you know, it's like Ra talks about, he's like, we come into the world as manifestors thinking that we're here to rule because that's what we've always done. And then we find out that we can't rule anymore and that that's not our job. Uh, and he's, he's talking about just, ma- you know, manifestors in general. And it totally makes sense to me because there's that genetic continuity. And so, they, you know, you're a manifestor, you, you, I, I just kind of put myself in their shoes and you're born and you're like, you know, I'm here to rule. And it's like, oh, wait, uh, there's a transpersonal cabal that's actually running things and, you know, so it's, it's a different place. So it's, it's interesting type wise responsibility. Right. But still, even then it's like very little doors get opened and very little sparks happen without the manifester. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody has, everybody has their role. Everybody has their place, but it is interesting how symbiotic the generator and the projector are. Yeah. I've definitely seen, like strategic seven centered themes work out in not self projectors, but almost it's like they use their ability to see, to manipulate people, mm-hmm. to try to gain hierarchical advantage. Yep. However, though, 
they usually don't get very far at it because right. we don't inherently have energy. Right. So that's where we're different from the other types. You know, we can't bulldoze our way into power. I think that's what's so beautiful about projectors being at the type top of the hierarchy, so to speak, is that we can't force our way there. We'll right. only get there if we're invited. Right. It's a different, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a very different, it's a very different role. It's a, it's, it's a very different role in, you know, in, in the manifesto manifesto Ra talks about how, you know, the, the way, you know, the old way, right. For the seven center manifester was, it was getting generators to do things through violence. He's like, what we would do is we would yeah. get angry and that, you know, and then it was, you know, that it was, it was the violence and that you know, it's different as, as a, as a projector, it's. We can be mental assassins. We can be, I mean, and, and <laughs> projectors are, you know, I, I, and I say this, I say this very often in, you've heard me in, in, in immersion, you're all very manipulative, you know, and everybody's like, Oh, and you know, it's like, it's like, can be, I'm, for I'm sure. not trying to, you know, it's like, I'm not trying to yeah, make anybody feel bad or anything like that. But we ha- we do have to realize that the not self projector is, is manipulative because the not self projector is seeing what other people don't see, even if they're not self mm-hmm. and they're transferred and they're distracted, they're still seeing what people do, other people don't see. And, and we very much totally. do have the ability. I mean, Rod talks about, uh, uh, we we do have the ability, especially if we have undefined ego, like if we have open egos or or you know open G's or undefined egos and undefined G's, we're the, the we are the type that can transcend class and state because of the wisdom that we gain about identity and and, and moving through the world. And yeah. I think that's something that's interesting. I mean, I have a completely open heart, uh, and so that's that's something that's that's interesting about about the projectors. And, and if you look at the way that, I mean, there's a lot of projectors that are very prominent right now that have become very prominent, you know, in, in the, just in the not self context. And uh, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting movement, definitely, but it is different. You know, the, I, w- I was recently, I, w- I was recently actually talking to a, um, an emotional manifesto that, you know, uh, and we we were talking about how the the projector that's correct can't be corrupted because the projector that's correct has to be recognized and invited. And, 100%, and, yeah. and I was I was self projecting some uh, self self projecting some some copy just just yesterday, and I was thinking, and as I was doing that you know, what came out of me was that I, I won't do anything for any amount of energy, period. Because the way that a projected channel works requires recognition and energy. But if there's just the energy there, you know, then it's, it's like my rightness can't be accessed if the, the poll isn't right, if the question isn't correct and the person's not correct for me. You know, somebody could say, I'll give you $100,000 to answer this question. They're not correct for me. There's not recognition there. They're just acting like I'm some Oracle for, for sale. Right. Uh, cause that's what all right being is super kind of here to be the oracles and they, they think it's just for sale. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's, it's not going to work. And, and so it's interesting that the, the true self projector can't really be corrupted because the end of the, the life force won't work. 
Wow, yeah. Very true. Yeah. And that was a conclusion that I came to, like, that was a mutual, that was, you know, that was a back and forth conclusion that, that, that we both came to. I was like, oh, wow, this is really, this is kind of, this is kind of, you know, this is, this is weird. This is weird that, that, so in the context of leadership, what does that say? I mean, you've seen me as alpha projector, what, what happens? I'm responsible for 15 people immediately if I'm there. I'm responsible oh, for so three to five, yeah. right? I mean, what were some of the things that you saw the first time that you saw that? What was? Well, I can't remember if we talked about this on our last episode or not, but just the craziest thing to me was watching you when you did that talk outside and the storm rolled in and then you were with Mike and you guys mm -hmm. both have alpha keys. And it was just so fascinating to watch the conversation that happened back and forth because he it was like you were already standing he stands up he's talking about because he has the alpha i believe yeah so he has he has the channel of the alpha i have the alpha key the alpha key is inspiration yeah so he has he has channel of the alpha which is about getting elected right it's a sign of good leadership or not whereas mm -hmm. the alpha key inspiration is just, it's about set an example of direction uh, yeah. Yeah. There's the dialogue. There's, right? it, it was fascinating because he was he was spouting out kind of very logically like we could go here or we could go here or we could go here, and he was kind of giving like the pros and the cons of the right. different places, and then you were just very quickly you were like we're going here, and you just started walking, and then he started walking, so he was following you, but you were both walking and each of you had a pinta with you, mm -hmm. you had a, each had at least a pinta yeah. walking behind you and it was like these two separate groups and i hung back for a little while and i was just watching everything it was just yeah. so wild yeah um, and then, but it is it's a very different frequency of the voice you know i'm starting to be able to recognize uh when i'm just you know in the maya and i'm i don't know somebody's design i'm starting to be able to pick out like who i'm pretty sure uh is an alpha like an alpha key projector who has you know yeah, yeah so there's always there's there's the expression of of the channel of the alpha and then channel of inspiration is the alpha key that holds multiple pentas together and then there's the prodigal but all three are, are leadership roles especially in the context of the projector Mm -hmm. the context of the projector like that is uh it is it is, it is powerful because it's, it's it is a projector identity um piece of life force and it's not coming through other you know it's not coming from a motor right it's not coming through another another type and so it's and you know the there's there's this view, the the view of the of the alpha is this logical you know, looking into the future, right, through logic and patterns. The prodigal is looking at the past and those patterns, right? And then the alpha key, inspiration is now, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. Yeah. This is where we're going. But what was, 
what was beautiful about my interaction with Mike was that that's the way that it works when two, two, two G to throw up projectors are correct. It's not a, you know, if, 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 if the, well, yeah, well, the thing is, if the logical one is, is if the logical one is not self, they're going to say, well, no, da, 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 because they're, you know, they're going to, you know, it's going to be that not self collective against the individual. Right. And if the, if the individual is incorrect, they're going to be in this, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, you know, then, then the pressure is going to overwhelm them as opposed to, nope, this is what we're doing. And it, it was interesting because there was even the dialogue. Like, I remember Mike looking at me after like he had, after he had given, uh, you know, his, the logical pattern that he had assessed and then, and then me saying, oh, we're going to go. And, but the, the, there was the trust there because I was listening, you know, I was, I was listening to, to his logic and, and what he was seeing. And so even though I, my direction is going to be set and everything like that, there was no sort of we're leadership projectors and, you know, there, there was no competition or anything that was there. Yeah. We, worked, we worked together and we ended up at Mike's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, Mike's. exactly. That's so fascinating. I have a colleague at, um, at my day job and I, I don't know his design, but I can like feel that he's a projector mm-hmm. they like when I have conversations with him I can like feel him lock in and he's very clearly you know mastered his system mastered his craft and I also like I've just been kind of observing him I am also I wouldn't be surprised if he had a g to throw and specifically the 8-1 because his voice it, it just carries and perfuses through the gym you know, and it, it literally sets direction in motion. And so the other day, it was really funny. There were six adults in the gym and there was a grasshopper. And so somebody informed me about it. So I was trying to guide like other people were to trap this thing and put it outside. Mm-hmm. My colleague, um, Andrew is his name. I, I kind of like lock eyes with him from across the room and he looks over at us. And he just walks straight for us. And as he's walking, he goes, guys, stop, seriously, stop. And he reaches down, he picks the grasshopper up with his bare hand. He walks straight outside. He drops the thing outside. He comes back in the door, doesn't even make eye contact with us, just walks straight back to his client and just keeps doing what he was doing. It was Mm. just like, it was like the most eight one thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so weird. I don't even know. (laughs) It's it's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the thing the thing about it is there is actually literally a different thyroid frequency in our voices and that's what yeah organizes the pentas so yeah. it's 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 really weird to think that a transorg form picks up on the thyroid frequency and then instead of it being one penta that's guided by a projector it's it's up to three that's a really weird thing to think it's about it's so trippy but it's so cool to watch like it's actually very very real you know um so it's just the eight one that has that thyroid frequency or it's all three every every they all have a they all have like their own thyroid frequency but the ability to organize and guide more than one penta is is the alpha key that's why it's called alpha key Okay, so that's just the eight one then. Mm, yeah, it's just the okay. just the eight one, and, and it's only uh, in projectors. Yeah, and yeah, in projectors. projectors yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just projectors have the eight one because only projectors can guide penta. So it, you know, it comes down to everything that's uh, you know channel is always related to type, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, there's still going to be, you know, I, I know eight ones that are, my brother's an eight one splenic yeah. manifester. Like I, I know, um, I know eight ones that are, that are manifestors or that are, that are manifesting generators. It's clear that they're eight ones uh, in the, in the context of, you know, their direction and, and kind of there's a, it's, it's interesting because some of the keynoting is, is the potential to, to, uh, manifest uh, inspiration without limitation. It's interesting that it's keynoted like that because this is not a manifesting channel, but it's talking about inspiration. It's clear to me that that the other types that have it, they, that they have it, but the, they're not. They don't have the the guidance capacity because that's a projector thing. And every projector can guide three to five people. And the natural alpha of any group of three to five people is a projector. That's mechanical fact. But yeah, it's it's not, uh, and it's not necessarily a fun thing, right? Because why is ruthless? So you, so so I get thrown into fifteen people, and I'm also a forty-five on top of that, and now I am, <laughs> I am the spokesperson, and I am responsible. Yeah, that's uh, right. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 interesting, and it's not because because it's all happening through form principle. It's not like I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to manage these pentas. I very much watch myself break pentas up. I've watched myself break pentas up in rooms and organize them. And okay, you go over here, you go over here. And I'm like, why am I even saying this? Why am I? Uh, and it's just my unconscious throat doing its thing, but it's interesting. And it's interesting too. When I, like when I talk to other alpha projectors and uh, that, we're, we're projectors, you know, it's not about force. And then people will hear the term alpha projector and they get activated by it. You know, they, they think that it's something that it's not, you know, this isn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't, this isn't beatings to, 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 yeah, to do mean, something. It's not force. You still have to and, elect that projector. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not force. I mean, there's not a, the, the alpha projector has to be correct to the to the point that that life force is going to work once people are in a penta that penta frankly doesn't have they don't have a choice i mean that's that's the thing about being in a penta is you lose a lot you know a lot of, of who you are but at the same time a not self eight one projector is not going to be able to organize pentas because they're not operating through form principles so it's just a natural thing that's going to happen through geometry but there is this right because we have so many seven centered ideas and so we hear that term and it's like it's like this it's like this uh are they you know are they going to dominate people are they going to and it's like no we just have all this responsibility and it is what it is and we either choose to accept it or we don't i know eight one projectors that definitely don't accept it Yeah, to to the best of of my of my knowledge, uh, that's that's the way that all of those mechanics work, and that's also that's also my experience with those mechanics. But best of my knowledge, that's where all those mechanics work, and and it's not really mentioned anywhere other than BG five and and cosmology. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 where it's where it's mentioned, and. I think it's because it's such a future thing, right? It's it's a it's a very, very much a post twenty twenty seven thing, to to because we're here to replace the background frequency, right? No pressure, no pressure, just here to replace the background frequency that holds groups of people together. Yeah. 
Uh, so all the projectors that are listening to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a serious job. It's, 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 a, it's, it's all fun and games right now. And, and it's, a, it's a great experiment right now. It's about to be a, into different reality here pretty soon. It's about to get really real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mental projectors have a special relationship to groups too, right? Yeah, they have a they have their own type of of, of alpha of alpha role in that they are there to provide the outer authority for the group of projectors. So, oh yeah, okay. You know, they one is there to to provide the direction, and they want, and then the 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 mental projectors there to provide the outer authority because nobody has the capacity to provide provide outer authority like a, a mental projector. Yeah. And it's very interesting for me as an alpha projector to be in a group of projectors with a mental projector because it's like all the ingredients are there almost, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, really fa- it's really fascinating to, to see the, the role of the, of the mental projector in a, in a group, but especially in a, in a group of, a group of projectors, it's, and you know, I've seen heavily with 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 any group, uh, any anything group wise that I've done with projectors. I don't think that there's ever been a time that there hasn't been a mental projector in two years. There's, I think, there's there might have been one group. I think maybe at the start there was one or two groups two years ago that didn't have a mental projector, but every single time since then, I think there's always been one, which is an interesting example of geometry. That it is really fascinating. Um, yeah. Cause Mar was in my group. So we had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Mar was in your group. And then, and, and then it, it's interesting too, because they, they, during that time, they really get their voice. And there, I, you know, I remember, remember when I was like, Mark, give outer, you know, what's the outer yeah. authority on this, right? Uh, and then, then, then it comes out, and then, and you know, and then they, if they're not comfortable with with their voice, they get comfortable with their voice, and it's 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 quite profound because that's what they're there to do, and that's why I'm always like, if you know, you're a mental projector, whatever comes up, just say it. Don't ask me. Just start going. Just say it, right? Um, it's an interesting role. It's definitely an interesting role. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, yeah. Um, self-projected, you were always really encouraging for them to just blurt out whenever Mm -hmm. it's funny too, to observe because I've noticed, like, I like watched myself, like cut you off a few times during this. And like, I normally don't interrupt you. And uh, Channel the Alpha is like active in the program right now. Oh, is it really? The, yeah, the moon went into gate seven, like right before verbal, you verbal, verbal gunslingers. Yeah, yeah, in 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 channels by type, we're all talks about how difficult it is to be a verbal gunslinger, mm-hmm. um, and because you do have to learn to exercise the restraint, because there is a powerful. There's a powerful capacity to to speak. We have powerful throats, and and it's coming from an awareness center, not a you know, well, or the the G center, which is mystical. So that's its own. 
that's its own thing. It's where we're looking at something that's tied to the, you know, it's the monopole and it's tied to, tied to the design crystal. Uh, but other than that, it's either it's, it's tied to the, the Ajna or the spleen. It's never tied to a motor. Purple gunsling, that the way that those projected channels is never tied to a motor. So yeah. when, when that's coming through, I mean, for me, it's just this mechanism that comes through, through this mechanical dark matter in my chest. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it could be, it could be very, there's still learning that has to happen for a lot, for a lot of us. But at the same time, most of us, when, when we're looking at the, at the, the G, our voices have been suppressed our whole lives. Mine wasn't, but most of us, you know, a lot of times I, I, that's something I have to work with people on is use your voice. Yeah. Voice message. Don't text, you know, phone call, use, use your voice. Like that's, that's what it's there for. Use your voice and, and, and I have to get used to that. And it's, that's, that's so important. But I think that, you know, conversely on the other side, there's, there's, there are people that have done nothing but use their voice and, and they've used their voice so much that they have to learn to not, <laughs> they have to learn to, 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 mm, because there's no restraining the mechanism. Like if it's G stuff, it's just, it's going to kick, but uh, you know, they have to learn to not talk from their mind as well. I think that's one of the large things. Like I, I won't, I don't really speak from my mind. It's, it's coming from my G. Um, and yeah, it just, it just comes out. And when I mean, almost anybody that I know, when there's a self-projected channel in the program, it's just, it's just, it's just coming out because you're not used to it and it's a mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've gained a lot of wisdom in my throat this past year. Uh, it's just, it's forced me to stop talking. I just, I don't have the capacity, you know, I really, if I'm being honest with myself, I, I have about two hours in me a day, probably, you know, that's not all at once. It's like in this conversation you and I are having right now, you know, you've probably talked 60% of the time. So it's not like it's equating the whole time of it, but like, yeah, like if I were to just talk straight, two hours is probably my limit. <laughs> But yeah, you know, yeah. It's a very finite resource for me. So like I was talking to you the other day about like, I don't know how these undefined throats can like go live and do all these stories and just talk and talk. And you're like, well, that's because you're, that's because your throat is correct. <laughs> you know? Oh, so. Yeah. It's, it's a healthy, healthy throat center. You know, it's a, and the, the th you know, in, in, in the not self hierarchy, we're looking at the ego first, then we're looking at the spleen. Or then we're looking at solar plexus, the G and then the spleen. And that's pretty much like, those are, that's where the not self behavior really comes through. You know, the, it, it doesn't <laughs> necessarily. It comes down to my heart, the, to my ego. But the, 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 the kicker for the, for the throat, for the throat center is the, is the attracting attention because somebody can learn to be really good about not using their voice more than they have that vocal capacity for, but they're still trying to attract attention. And that, so it's, it's this hidden layer under, yeah. underneath. it's like the undefined solar plexus where they, they are learning to confront others, but they won't confront themselves and the lies that they've held from themselves. Right. It's like this underlying 
this underlying factor, or it's like the undefined spleen where they'll let go of one thing and they attach to another. I, I know that trip. Um, yeah, it's just like this underlying, uh, it's, it's, it's this underlying theme that I think is just the trickiest for the undefined yeah. throat. Cause I it's think about it like, for myself. Usually, yeah. It's like usually not like if someone has an undefined throat and they're trying to get attention, it's not like their definition is trying to get attention. It's their other not self stuff that's trying to get attention, you know? And so like, for me, it was trying to get attention to prove that I'm like emotionally pleasing to somebody else. Right. You know, like that comes through a lot, like, especially in, in women, like to, to appear sexy and to appear like, right you can like take care of somebody emotionally or whatever, but like, that's the part that was trying to get attention. It's not like my definition was trying to get attention. Yeah. Which is, I mean, oh, the not self is so interesting because that's, it's very, that's very not self splenic, right? It's, it's the, the emote, you know, it's like the emotional system feels good. Like, oh, this feels good. So, and, and, and it feels good to you to, to, to have my spleen, right? It's like, I'm thinking in the context yep. of splenic being. So it's like, uh, I have to, I have to, I have to show the emotional being that I can take care of them. I have to, uh, yeah, no, totally. It's interesting how that, how that breaks down in the essentially domino or chain reaction effect of the not self, like how that, yeah. you know, how that, how that goes. Give me your passion and give me your like color of life and I'll, and I'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally what it is. Yeah. It's also the story of my life. but. <laughs> yeah i think it's yeah i mean not the story of my life but yeah a lot of experiences is it's it's interesting to see how how that conditioning how that conditioning comes through uh, is there's there's always the there's always just these little hidden hooks um beyond you know we can ask ourselves the not self theme but underneath the not self theme when we go deeper when we go under you know when we go into the conditioning receptors when we go into rave psychology then it's like ooh, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like oh shit this is uh, way more hectic than i thought not that people need to know that or anything that's why people that's why that's why people like me exist because you don't need to know you don't need to know that You, you you work with somebody that already knows that so they can you know assist you or guide you but in the context of us i was talking about it it's like fuck so gnarly yeah yeah it is gnarly yeah story of my life too though because yeah we were talking about earlier you have been talking about um how the you know the emotional system provides warmth to somebody who's an undefined emotional you know it's different than the the spleen undefined spleen dynamic but there is a different sense of nurturing there mm-hmm. you know and yeah. like for me it's like one thing that i say a lot is you know it's like the spleen keeps us alive but the solar plexus makes life worth living right right you know i when i don't have well, it's funny though. It's funny how conditioning works, especially with me being totally open because I can go a long time without conditioning in my solar plexus. But then when I hook into somebody who feels really, really good, I can like feel them pull away when they're in a low and I'm like, don't pull away. I just want to feel something. 
anything. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's thing when I have nothing to feel. Yeah, you know? that's in my yeah, in my experience is very similar. I remember, yeah, in my experience is very similar. I remember uh, like being when uh, I was in Italy with Amy Lee. I was in, I was melancholic. I was like, just mm-hmm. at first I was in a high and then I was in a low while I was there. And then I was melancholic within, you know, the range of like a five, five days, uh, while, while she was there. And I, I, I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm melancholic. We might want, not want to go. Like, we might not want to go out in the city. And she's like, well, it doesn't, it feels good to me and i was like oh this is interesting because i'm like i'm i'm melancholic i don't i do i mean it's my natural state but it doesn't necessarily feel good to me but for for a splenic being it is very you know very different because there's still the underlying fuel of passion i suppose yeah that makes sense Let's see. Um, oh, our last conversation, our last podcast, we kind of started to touch on masculine and feminine roles mm-hmm. and like what that means in the context of design. And I'm curious because that's another, you know, we were talking about also things that are very catalyzing for people. And I feel like this topic of masculinity is another topic that's very catalyzing for people especially recently it's like masculinity oh yeah i opened that one up pretty i busted that one up (laughs) i busted that one open recently uh yeah we can you want to end on that so so go ahead oh so it's it's you know for me for me as as a man in design and you know as as a multi-ethnic multinational man in design it's uh, and i'm a projector and i'm an emotional projector it's like i'm a minority of a minority of a minority of a minority and i was like yeah (laughs) just keeps going and uh there's no reason there's absolutely no reason why in 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 human design in 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 the context in talking about human design masculinity should activate anybody that's true self because we learn in human design that men are 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 mutated women right it's it's there's there's nothing in in design that is other than projection, you know, other than, you know, projection on, on raw, heavily on raw, and there's nothing in design that, that implies that, that your masculinity is, is anything other than a different expression, right? And it's, it's, it's so fascinating, fascinating to me, the projections that I get, you know, that the projections that I get, the projections that others, other men get, especially that are lines of projection, you know, if they're five fifth line personalities or second line personalities uh, on 
masculinity and, and being a man. No, you know, no man should have to walk on eggshells because they're a man. Like what, what, what is that? That's not that, that, that's serious personality distortion for somebody to, to think that because they're, they're subscribing to a homogenized concept that the world is ran by something other than the cross of planning and the program, right? If, if we really get down to it, if we really get down to the core of, of things, you know, the, a lot of the, the grievances, it's like, do, is there a very, is there, you know, is there an elite group of, of, of men that do control a lot of resources? Yes. But also who has a higher death rate? Men. Who, you know, who's, who's building the roads? Who, you know, who, who are the Masons? Who are working on the, on the, on the telephone lines? Who's working on the electricity? Who's working on all of these things that have higher death rates and dying from them? Who has the higher suicide rates? Right? It's like, it's not easy to be a man. Sure, there are, there are some men that have a lot of power, and that's very much, it's, it's been like that for a long time. You know, it, when power was taken from women about 6,000 years ago, um, and I'm, I'm very educated on that. I was taught by, by women's commanders on, on the history of that uh, beyond the Western context. But it's not easy to be a man. You know, our, our, the, the, a man's worth is not defined by them. It's defined by the world. Man doesn't get to say I'm worth this and I get to do this. The world dictates whether or not you you you're you're worth what you are. It's yeah. it's you're not easy. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I would also say too, like it's interesting because I really I really feel for what you're saying. And then in the in uh, the other side of the the coin. I used to think like as a woman, I don't have any disadvantages, you know, compared to men. Like I felt like, okay, we have the same opportunities. Like why are women complaining? And then life gave me the experience of being in a marriage where I was physically uh, abused mm -hmm. and it's completely changed the way I think, unfortunately. It's right. like, even though I like, quote unquote, like healed from the trauma of that, uh, I'm still always like strategically thinking about, okay, what if this man f just right. flips a lid? Right. How am I gonna protect myself? Right. You know, it's like, I know that, well, for you, like being a person, you know, being a person of color, it's perhaps a little bit different too, because like, you know, most white men don't need to worry about like walking alone at night and what's going to happen oh, yeah. to them. Oh, yeah. But as a black man and as a white woman, we do worry about those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's very much a, there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of social factors, which are there homogenized, you know, seven centered concepts that have, have bled into, into, you know, that are part of this cycle. It's, you know, if, if we look at, 
this is I have no problem with marriage at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if we look at if we look at it in the historical context of yeah, in the West, it, it has always been about power, and it's always been about yeah. it's it's never in in the the East is different, and in in many places yeah. of the East is 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 different. It's not not necessarily about that power construct. Right. And so yeah. in that context, it's like, yeah, there's that, you know, yeah. that's, and there's, there's also the, you know, it, my background is interesting because I've, I've, I've fought against a patriarchy, an actual, a real patriarchy, you know, a patriarchy that controlled women, that forced women to do things that, you know, it, it was, it was bad. It was, it was bad. It was genocide. It was bad, a, a real you know, insulate, you know, it's just women in captivity, you know, a bad, really bad situations. And I fought alongside women to destroy that. And from there, the way that they see the world, women are, are, are very much women. And yeah. the, the Western, West, a lot of the Western ideas of i guess of, of, of equality were were repulsive to them only in, yeah. in only in the sense that it for them they saw it as something that just you know destroyed and was uh, was offensive to womanhood you know these yeah. are carrie kolechnikovs that they're hunting terrorists right but they're they're very much feminine they're very much women and there's still the you know they, they can very much defend and protect themselves, but that doesn't mean that that in the in the context of of genetic predisposition that the man doesn't have that responsibility. Yeah, I mean we don't see that in this cycle, but I I can say that probably in the next cycle when all of this breaks down, these roles are are going to go back to what they were before the cross of planning. Because when we're looking at, at individual survival, when we're looking at survival of family pentas and, and no collective structures or tribal yeah. structures to uphold things, what roles are people going to take? Who has the physicality, right? Yeah. When, we, when we look at these things through this is my, this is the logic, you know, this is the 62 yeah. of me. We look at it logically, you take away all these structures and, and, and you throw in the penta, which is the, the penta, the family structure, right? You've got two parents, usually, you know, there's two parents and then there's, there's this child and that penta is strategic and it is motivated to obtain resources and to, and to survive. And in that context, in the context of who has the, the strength for the physicality, how are things going to work out? You know, and it's just not to say that that women can't. I mean, if there's anybody that knows that that women are very capable of of, of leading an assault against very uh, women uh, against men that are so dangerous that troops on, they won't you know Western countries won't put troops on the ground against them. Uh, I, I I can very much say that I know that that's true. And I also know that there's a physicality you know, between men. I mean, if two men get into an argument, there's always physicality, and that's, that's genetic 
predisposition. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten, you know, that there's been people, you know, men in design that, you know, they, they, they project on me. They don't like me, but in aura, in aura, it's very different because there's a threat of physicality. Anytime that, anytime that there's a disagreement between two men, there's always a threat of physicality. It doesn't matter how civil or nine centered we are. That's always there because it's sitting in our genes to protect and provide and one is always going to be stronger than the other and more capable than the other. Mm -hmm. And so as we move into a time where you're not going to get saved by somebody, you're not going to, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and that's yeah, why I see. Do you think these masculine and feminine roles have been exaggerated in humans or like, I guess, do you, do you believe that like these roles were designed to be pronounced or do you think that's a product of conditioning i guess because you know when we look at mammals for example there's less of a pronounced difference between males and females right right like in their roles like the like a, a female wolf right. is every bit as strong as a male wolf and right. also can fight and be confrontational Right. So do you think that's a, like a uniquely human thing? Uh, I, I do, because, I mean, if you look at our design crystals, our personality crystals, you look at our, the fact that we have neocortexes and they don't, mm -hmm. and, and that we, we go through these theoretically through, you know, the knowledge that we were given that we go through these, we've gone through these rounds of evolution for billions of years to, yeah. to get to where we are. And there's still more to go that it is. And, you know, there's, this isn't to say that what's perceived as masculine or what's perceived as feminine is not more pronounced in, in a man or a woman. I mean, that can exist. Yeah. That, that can very much exist. I, I do think that regardless of that existing, I do think that there is a genetic predisposition for certain things. There is a genetic predisposition, predisposition I think, when it comes to women nurturing, I mean, mm -hmm. men cannot nurture the way women can. We can't, we can't, have, we, we can't procreate. We can't, you know, we can't have children. That's not in us. That's simply not in us. And that, that physicality that happens, that natural protect and provide that happen now, granted, uh, you know, I, I have my own reservations, me being, uh, capable of, of what I am capable of and living the life that I've lived. But I think that, you know, a majority of men, when it comes to their, when it comes to their family, they're going to do the best to, to protect at the very least, yeah. you know, that they're going to do the best to protect. And if, if they're decent men, at least they're going to, they're going to do the best to protect and provide if they're decent men. Uh, I also, you know, we, you know, we, we, we talked about this briefly that, you know, your dad, as well as myself, we, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that there's such thing as a, as a good man that is not capable yeah. of protection. Uh, yeah, not quote. capable. Yeah. If, if, if a man is not capable. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there's not a good man that's not capable because what, what are you, you know, you don't, uh, you don't understand the, and this is really can rile people up because it, it's, 
so it's not in yeah it's not in every every man and part of that is conditioning you know some of us are myself and 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 your dad we're we're basically just born this way it doesn't have anything to do with our conditioning or training we're just born this way not everybody is but if we look at the other eras there was always a warrior class in the other eras not in the military but a truly a warrior warrior class and and even uh, among the classes that were below it was still protect and provide was still you know that was still expected you're still expected to learn to hunt from from your parents right it was not mm-hmm. so these things these these aspects have always kind of they've always been there but there's cognitive dissonance because of the cross of planning and i get it i get that it's all part of the movement and yeah and i i don't don't blame anybody for their their conditioning or, or anything like that. It's just that these are, from from my probability view, these are, are realities. And just, you know, through my experiences and, and what I've, also what I've learned from design. Also, you know, it's, it's in Ray of Anatomy, it talks about, uh, you know, men and women in cosmology, it talks about men and women. And we also know that there's at least from what we've been told that a personality crystal doesn't have a doesn't have a gender right the personality crystal right. doesn't have a sex so there's that right and and but I, I do think that there is these predispositions not not maybe as many as as people would would proclaim in the context of masculinity and femininity but there are these base you know, these base predispositions for us yeah it's so fascinating because yeah this is something i've thought about a lot because you know per my configuration i have a lot of qualities that may be seen traditionally as more masculine right logical i'm three parts left i have a penetrating aura i'm a base one so double yang yeah I um splenic like you know there's a lot of characteristics about me that can feel very masculine and I've been told by many many men I've been with that I'm very masculine or too masculine or whatever but also at the end of the day I I you know I've worked a lot with children in my Mm -hmm. life Um, I do, I've also been told I have kind of a softness, like a soft quality to me. Uh, I do, I do feel driven somewhat to nurture and care for others. And I can't deny that it also feels really good to be with a man who I know can protect me, you know, and it's honestly like difficult for me to to feel attracted to them if I don't feel like on some level they have capabilities. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's an interesting thing for me to sit with and you know ponder on if that's conditioning or if that's just biology or you know whatever. Right. Right. And you you don't come off as masculine to me at all. It's <laughs> it's uh, uh for me, that's that's very much more rooted in the in 
in this in the culture and the conditioning that's happened it's and it's through the program as well as society and it's through the program hitting society that where you know it's uh you don't need this you don't need a man think this you you know this uh do everything on your own this you know this whole uh, this destruction of interdependence when humans are interdependent beings we can't survive right. alone literally we cannot survive right. alone we are a dominant species because we are interdependent it's, yeah. it's uh you know, i was talking on my i mean i mean last episode i was we were we were talking about uh, you know, the things that are as, as, as simple as opening doors. Like I, 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 it's very difficult for me when yeah. a woman won't, a woman won't wait for me to open the door. It's very difficult for me. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's because there's so many things that for, for men, like men that are capable of protecting and providing for men that are have no problem with being men and have no problem with any sort of ridicule that comes from that because of the way that society currently is uh, many things that may seem acceptable are for 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 myself just it's it's frankly it's emasculating not that i'm emasculated by that and i feel you know <laughs> some type of way of it about it but i look at it and it's like do you understand how emasculating that could be to somebody? Something that's as simple as that, or or something that's as simple as not walking on on the inside of the of the sidewalk, you know, it, or uh, you know, not, uh, you know, the, or taking you know, the the man being around them as as hovering as opposed to protection. You know, that's something that's very inherent in me. I'm always going to be around and close because that's just my natural state. The moment that I walk out of, you know, if, if I'm if I'm with a partner, the moment that, that 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 we walk out into public, I'm in I'm in sentry mode. You know, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm always armed. I'm armed in my house, but I'm in sentry mode. I'm 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 armed. I'm in protection mode. No matter where we go, it's I'm on duty. You know, I'm I'm on super duty essentially, and that. With, with some some of the cultural and, and societal conditioning that's out there, you know, that can be perceived in all sorts of ways, in projection on in all sorts of ways. And so it's, so for me, it's like, you know, <laughs> it is very unattractive for, to me, those things, those, you know, those, uh, those behaviors that don't allow, you know, that, that, that don't, they really don't allow or that reject my genetic predisposition and, and the way that, because I know that some of it is, is predisposition. I also know this, uh, there's a lot of very valuable conditioning that I, that I received from my grandfather in particular, which is interesting because that's where we get our genes from is actually our grandparents, not our parents. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know that, so that there's, there's something there but for me, it is, it is very, very difficult to 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 keep a, to keep attraction there, and you know, even if it's not something where it's intentional or malicious, or it's just it's like it's like I I'm a man, <laughs> you know, and and I don't I don't think that I need to to ask or inform 
that I'm a man and, and these things are, are naturally inherent in me. And that's part of, you know, these simple things that, that I, that I need to carry out my role. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it is about my process, but I feel like my process has kind of softened me in that way where I used to be, I used to deny that sort of protection or having doors open for me or what have you. But I recently, I was in Hawaii and I was staying with some good friends of mine, an ego manifester and a reflector couple. And um, the ego manifester, he like made sure that I did not open a single door while we were there. Like we'd go out to dinner and it's like, yeah, I'd be walking with my reflector friend and he'd be like, like following us, like making sure we were okay. Like it just, I don't know. It felt really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt really nice to relax into. And it was also this like really beautiful symbiosis of uh, she and I are both hope and then he's guilt, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, we were just, we were just floating yeah. and he was, you know, he was in protector mode. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, there's something, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot that's there, right? If we really, if we really look at it, there's a lot that's there. Uh, and it's, you know, it's never to say, you know, it's not a, it's not a matter of, you know, it's, it's this is human design. It's not a matter of, you know, we're, we're not, we're, we're not talking about uh, domestication or like any, you know what I mean? Any of, any, yeah. any of those things, it's, it's very simple the 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 acceptance and uh the you know the empowerment the support the sharing of of the genetic predisposition right mm -hmm. of these things that are pretty just inherently natural as as humans for the most part and you know i uh, i'm not certain i'm not i'm not right this is what i think based off my experiences but at the, at the same time, I, I haven't, I've experienced other places than the West. And so my, the way that I see it is it's not based off me being a Westerner. I'm only half Westerner in the first place. And so it's, 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 I think I have a quite a broad view and, you know, somebody could view it a different way. It's, I think when the cycle changes it's going to be pretty some of these things are going to be pretty pretty apparent and that's an interesting perspective i really like that i feel like i've heard i've also heard the opposite where i've heard people say that they think after 2027 that like gender roles are going to become more um ambiguous hmm. or there's going to be less uh I guess, drastic gender roles. So yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, the yin revival is going to happen and that's already, that's already in motion. I mean, I, I fought in a war that's part of, that's part of the movement for that. But like I said, the, the women were still feminine and the yin is very feminine, right? When we're talking yeah. about the yin, we're, we're talking about very feminine. And so it's, it's not so much about the roles as it is about the genetic predisposition and physical composition of <laughs> the difference between men and women and yeah. 
like I said, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen women in their twenties fight just as, just as hard and arguably, if not better than Western military, you know, and so it's not that that capacity is not there, right? It's not that there's not something there, but there are things like nurturing and protect and provide. There are things that are, that are there. What, you know, the, the, the predisposition, especially for beings that are sacral to procreate, mm-hmm. right? And when, when that happens, there's a period of time where the woman has to you know, go through the pregnancy process and you know, in, in best case circumstances, there's somebody to protect and provide during that period of time. Right. So I, I just, I, I just see it through a, and it's probabilities all about practical and pragmatism. I just, I just see it through that lens. Because uh, I, I, I have experience being around women that are remarkable in, in, in their intelligence and in their femininity and in, in their capacity for, for survival and and for you know exterminating the, the some of the worst enemies of of women right so it's that's uh yeah and that that's that's part of the movement towards the end revival was, was was that conflict very much you know is when we're looking at the largest women's military force in the world that's ever, that's ever existed Right, and then it's multi-ethnic, multinational. Not you know, it's led by women. Uh, we're looking at that movement just like we're looking at the, the fundamentalist movements that have popped up heavily over you know since two thousand two thousand one. There's been more neo-Nazi movements and fundamentalist movements than there was for years before then, and that's just you know people hanging on to tribal structure but then there's always opposition in all things so there's this there's this there's the opposition of that that's that's there so it's that's that's so that's, the, that's the way that i see things yeah it's like this fundamental struggle between like masculinity and femininity and then like strategic and receptive mm-hmm. yeah they're all like they're those are things that are always playing in the background mm-hmm. as we transition towards being more receptive. And the the fact of the matter is that the only way that the nine centered homo sapien and transitus is going to thrive is through the left and the right being together. I mean, all the, all of the crossover variables are going to be not, I mean, there's, there's not going to be crossover variables born in four years. It's just the most left and the most right. And so that tells us the evolutionary movement is the more symbiosis. We've got symbiosis of the generator and projector. We've got symbiosis of the left and the right. It's that is so wild. Go, and and going into it, an individual age, but the interdependence. That is so wild. So they're literally, it's just we're gonna see babies can only be born at like certain times like times that would allow them to be all left or all right. I mean, it's from, from, from what I, from what I've learned in rave history, uh, 
you know, the, the nine centered rave is going to be born from uh, not self attraction, not self genetic predisposition and our natural attraction during this, during the cross the planning has been to, you know, what opposites, right? Yeah. But that's in the next cycle, it's sameness. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's where that's going to be. And so the, there's going to be a mutative kind of force of uh, a mixture probably of the not self and then the generative field in order to, to create that. so it's 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 interesting it's interesting and as fertility goes down fertility has been going down for a while because we're not we're not it we're not anymore the homo sapien intransitus is not it anymore it's 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 what's coming that that's it and a lot of our theoretically a lot of our our pregnancies are going to need to be artificially assisted yeah, it's going to be a wild time. It's funny to watch people say like infertility is happening for this, that, and the other reason. And they try to attribute it to all these outside factors. And at the end of the day, it was going to happen one way or the other. Like pollution, <laughs> like, yeah. like all life, all life pollutes. Um, yeah. All, all of these pro- like, the newest thing people are blaming it on is, um, you know, the jab, <laughs> you know, like things like that but it's like no that was it was just gonna happen yeah yeah it's it's it's, and if we look at rave history we we see a lot of these themes that have been repeated through those ages of those crosses you know last time we had cross the sleeping phoenix these the egyptians were in power look at how the pharaohs were that was totally that was totally i mean i'm a 55.66 color in my in my emotional system I know selfishness, yeah. right? I know right. selfishness definitely. Yeah, it's that's uh, and then if, 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 if you look at that, look how look at how the the pharaohs ruled. Talk about selfishness, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and rave children. Like my understanding too is that in order, in order to have the genetic materials to like create a rave child it also depends on like very specific activations so like forget exactly what what it like what the activations are but i think it's like the 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 first raves that will be born like the parents will be quite young they'll be like like people who are in their mid-20s right around 2027 and then on top of that i think one or both of the parents would need to have grandparents that were also born within a certain time so it's like a very yes. specific thing there so is. people have yeah people have this misconception that like every baby born after 2027 is going to be a rave or like anyone could have a rave child mm-hmm. and no it's like very specific people and people in design won't have rave children because the attraction i mean if unless they have a not self-relationship the the, the it's because it's the the attraction in when you're correct through strategy and authority is not one that's necessarily based off of uh, anything other than actual geometry which is kind of a trip yep. right and so yep. uh it's it's talked about through a history that it's it's going to be the not self world that it's going to happen in the not self world uh, what's interesting is that the the rave is going to come about 
through some sort of altruism, most likely that's that's how it's going to come about because these children are, are going to be in NICUs for their first year, two years. I mean, they're going to have a different facial structure. They're not going to open their eyes. They're not going to speak. But the moment that there's two of them together, their auric capacity is strong enough that they're going to pull a third one to them somehow. And then once they're in that penta, they're not children anymore. Because they're more capable than, than an adult homo sapien in transit is in every way. Because the penta is strategic and it's conscious, which means you, they've got three pieces of consciousness to, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting because you think about like three eight-year-olds, they're not children anymore and they're, they, have, they have more power and capacity than, than, than we can comprehend. So it's, it's interesting because they're going to look like these helpless, poor, you know, and, and they very much will, are going to be when they're alone, but you put two of them together and eh, they're going to pull a third one to them. And once they're in that configuration, they're, they're, they're melded. They're, they're, they're melded. You cannot separate them. They're melded. They're one consciousness. And so, but it's going to be interesting to see how that, how, how that all plays out, how that all happens during, during our, our lifetime. And also the humans are killer monkeys. What happens when we think something's more powerful than us or something is too different than us? We try to, what happens? try to exterminate it and usually do exterminate it but this is not something that is going to be that that our homo that homo sapiens and transitists have the power to to do that too so there's going to be it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to watch and how that how that plays out because it's coming from us just like we came from the seven centered being right and and how different are we from the seven center being? We're not even remotely the same. Even our vehicles have different atomic density. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting because there are there are pieces that are that are in, you know, like I think for instance, I I'm you know, I'm quad right. So my architecture in a ray vehicle, that's what I would be. You take my crystals out, you put them in in, in that vehicle, that's what that's what I would be. And so it's interesting yeah. because if they're sensing from however, whatever their ranges of that, of that amplified gnarly four motor solar plexus, like whatever is, you know, the, whatever, or the, the, those four motors that are, that are in, in their emotional, it's all connected into this vortex, whatever wow. they're sensing, you know, are when they pick up my crystals, what, what's that going to be? Is are they going to are they going to say oh it's like us but not it's not us are they going to try and ping me are they going to give me some information of I I need help I need another one of us because they're going to have that capacity I mean they're going to theoretically they're going to have the capacity to just absorb a computer just absorb all the data I mean at that level wow. that level of, of of electromagnetic communication you know what what am I going to hear some rave kids say, help me. I'm in the NICU. I need another one. You know, it's like, what, what, what's going to, what's, what's going to happen. It's really because I don't, because they're, they're, they're so different. Who, who are they going to trust other than themselves or something that is very much like them, you know, architecture wise. So it's, I'm curious to see, to see what plays out. Very curious to see what plays out in that context for sure. Me too. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to watch, you know, where geometry is pulling us. And for me, it's interesting to like watch how you know pre-Saturn return. I worked in a children's hospital. Um, I didn't work in the NICU, but I worked alongside the NICU and the PICU. And so I worked with a lot of infants that had graduated the NICU. So I have like a lot of knowledge of that. I have a lot of knowledge on like neurodivergence and then, mm -hmm. you know, then I learned about design. So it's really interesting. Like, I just wonder what I'm going to get pulled into as far as helping these, these children and identifying them. And I didn't know that about the different facial structures. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Too. So we learn, we learn in cosmology. That's one of the very important things that we learn in cosmology is how to identify these children for whatever reason, you know? Okay, well, yeah, I've only gotten, like last last December, I got really pulled into cosmology and I read the, I went read through like the first and the second series of lectures. And ever since, it, it was like, I was like insatiable. Like I was just like, give it to me. And then um, I really haven't been pulled to study since then. <laughs> like I got full. It's not, um, it takes so much yeah. time. It, and in my experience, it takes more time to integrate than anything else because it's mystical. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, so that's it's, what I have to look forward to though in later lectures is it talks about identifying the raves. Yeah. That's going to be a big, actually a big, big uh, topic at, at the conference is going to be, is going to be what's what's coming it's actually that's oh, hell yeah. a large large <laughs> large, large topic that, because that's what we we've got to get ready for it that's yeah it's kind of that's priority number one for me at, at least it, 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 it was and then it went away for a little while and now it's now it's back now, <laughs> now, now that, yeah now now that's back so it's going to be a very large topic i mean everybody not everybody in design needs to know those things but in the context of the projector in the context of, 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 of those of us that are, are here to to serve and uh, you know that choose to accept that 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 role and, and that mission it is it's it is important for for us to to know not necessarily to do anything about it um, but it's it's important to know it's important to know what's coming and because we're gonna have to deal with it <laughs> so that's i can tell you that's going to be a, a large theme but yeah oh, yeah well that feels like that might be a good place to end yeah yeah that was a that was a that was a fantastic non-linear plethora as, as as usual as usual as for usual with us yeah awesome well thanks again for having mm -hmm. me on this was great yeah thanks for thanks for joining me i appreciate yeah. you super excited for the conference i'm looking forward to it it's it's coming up really fast for me as an emotional being but it's it's gonna yeah. be it's, 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 I think it's, it's going to be really, really something different and really something else, you know, based off what, what's been set into motion so far. So I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited to have you there. Yeah. Uh, excited. All right.
Thank you, Jesse. Thanks, Brayton. Yeah, thank you.